has to pay the iron price. I have to pay the iron price. I'll never never respect you while he lives. Watch it all come around as I lay on the ground. Joffrey, Cersei, Ill and Pain and Hound. They all think I'm lost, but I know where I'm found. I'm the blood in the north when it all comes down. My word is my bond, and my bond is my word. Valar, Daenerys, all men must serve. See as the raven flies, and time slips by. Valar, my rulers, all men must die. Happy Father's Day, Tywin. <laughs> Welcome to the Game of Thrones podcast, brought to you by BaldMove.com. We're the officially unofficial podcast for HBO's Game of Thrones television series. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. Jim, what the fuck did you think of tonight's episode called Children? Also subtitled, How to Chain Your Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, uh, what'd you think? I thought it started out kind of slow. I was a little worried. And about the time that we got to Brienne and the Hound, I was like, "Okay, I'm sold. I'm in." Yeah, I I will start. I I I had like three or four comments that I started on Facebook that I just I couldn't tear my eyes off the screen long enough to finish. And during one of that them, scene, no, during the whole episode. Okay, and during one of it, I was gonna say, you know, the bu- the book purist in me is angry but the man Hmm. with eyes watching the television and saying shut the fuck up this is awesome (laughs) like okay i i almost think i've said this a couple times during the season when i interviewed uh gwendolyn christie who Mm. plays brian i asked her a question about how she feels about feminism and game of thrones and charges against martin of misogyny in the show and she looked gave me this like you're fucking stupid look that intimidated the hell out of me. And I almost think that now I understand, because she's like, you're going to see a five-minute scene of uh, I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar. Sure. And it was just... Because they just... The Hound has always been this big Darth Vader dude, and I've mentioned it many times, and every fight he's just this hulking beast. Mm -hmm. And Brienne was right there with him, man. Yeah, and she's not any... If much shorter than him, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I think they're about the same size. Physically, when she's got the armor on, she's swinging a sword. It's it's a it's yeah. awesome in yeah, the I was, real non adulterated sense of the word. Sure, yeah, I was thoroughly impressed by that fight, and I thought immediately when they drew swords, I was like, someone is not getting out of this alive. Yeah. There's no way this fight ends without a death, and I'm glad that the hound died. I feel I, like his character had run its course mostly, and Brienne still has a lot of potential. Right on. So bring it. Do you think that? I mean, I the the fight just seemed like I would say it went on for five minutes. It felt like it went on for five minutes, and that's not an <laughs> indictment of it. I don't think it's too long. It's just no, no. Mm-mm. Every single time I thought that, oh well, here's the end. Then the Hound grabbed the Valerian steel blade with it. He Catelyn Starked the blade, and it went on for another couple minutes. And yeah, it was amazing. Can I get you to speculate a little bit on why he did that? I mean, the, beyond his death, there's obviously no book knowledge. So why did he not want to kind of take the terms that Bran was offering him at all? Because like, Bran didn't want to kill him. And So you, first of all, I, I will say that this doesn't happen in the book. This does not happen in the book? No. Oh, shit. Um, in fact, this season finale really surprised me in how it, it went with a lot of things. This mm. It kind of abandoned the whole, we'll come back together at the end of the season and meet <laughs> you back. Yeah. Uh, 
and then and I think I I'll also say that I think this is the best season finale in Game of Thrones history, and this closes the best season in Game of Thrones history. Hmm. Having said all that, I feel like at the end he genuinely thought she was a Lannister shill that was going to not do right by Arya. Okay, and that he had enough affection for Arya uh, that he was going to protect her. That he thought he could do the best job protecting her than than anyone, okay. especially a Lannister shill. So when he grabs that Lannister steel and it shows the close up, it's not just showing his hands bleeding; it's it's reinforcing the Lannister steel. Yeah, I mean, I think that he said that, and that's Lannister how the fight gold, started. Valerian yeah. steel. Yeah, it's all he uh, wasn't having none of that, and he was going to try to save her. Die trying, which is interesting because yeah. it makes it more tragic. The fact that she basically did not return that affection. Did not return that affection. Yeah, what do you mean? T- well, he asked for mercy. Something that even the Hound... Oh, we switched to Arya. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I thought we were still talking about Brienne. No, no. Okay. I'm, I'm saying that I think that that, uh, you know, that, and that's just my interpretation. I don't know that I'm right because, mm-hmm. uh, again, this particular scenario didn't happen. Um, very the, uh, Arya and the Hound parted ways very similarly. But okay. I feel like that in, in – and I wasn't sure if they were going to change that about the books. But it does seem like the Arya the whole time uh, kind of – I don't know if she hates the Hound. But she certainly doesn't see him with any kind of affection like she did Sirio or any of the others. I mean she's glad that he kept her alive and she's got a professional respect for him. But she's mm-hmm. not going to give him the gift of mercy. And him sure. taunting her about the butcher's boy was not the way to go about that, getting that. No, and it's certainly – I think fitting that she didn't and fitting that she takes his silver from him because that's exactly what he did to that farmer. He's a dead man. He doesn't need it. Exactly. I was mildly surprised. Completely fitting. uh, I was mildly surprised to see him kind of resist that. I I think he got it, though. I think he understood, like, exactly why she did that and the point she was making. Okay. In in the end. I mean, it's not going to help him with his femur sticking out of his leg. (laughs) Pretty, Pretty bad news. Um, so let me, the thing is, does this episode make you feel better about episode nine? Um, not, no, no. Uh, episode nine is just completely Jon Snow fighting off Mance. And this episode actually, I think might've made it worse for me. Really? Um, because I don't understand what the fuck Stannis was doing up there. Like, he could have taken this... I don't know what size army he has at this point, but it's obviously enough to challenge and intimidate It's big. Mance. I mean, it's with all the money that he bought, that, sure. he, that he could buy, it's, it's uh, you know... He, I he feel got a lot of coin from Bravos. 30, 40,000 guys? 10,000 knights? Maybe. I, I, my massive. only question is, like, what the fuck is he doing up there? Because there was no indication that that's where he was headed. Oh, I just totally disagree. Starting last season, when... Uh, I mean, this is something that I've been worried about being on the back burner this whole season. Okay, maybe I'm just missing it. It didn't make sense, but the very the climax of last season was Davos getting the letter from the Raven message from Aemon, uh, Master Aemon, that he sent all throughout the realm, saying that the black the Castle Black needs all the Lord's attention because it's being surrounded by wildlings, et cetera, et cetera. He's the only one that heeded that call. The problem the whole season is he was flat fucking broke, sure, and didn't have any men, so. 
it's always been his intention to go to the north because that's like Melisandre said and like Davos both said, that's what a king does. He protects the realm. He does not do that okay. at the expense. He does not do that at the expense of his personal pride. Okay. I mean I I might be able to buy that. It just seems like Mance has a bigger army, for one. I don't think oh. Stannis has a hundred thousand dudes up there no, on but, boats. But what what can ten thousand mounted knights do against a hundred thousand wildings? Some damage, wildings. no doubt. I no, I think it's a I think they route them. You think so? Did you see know. that I mean, I don't know. I mean that was a classic pincher maneuver where I mean the organization and and the skill that went beyond, uh, to to you know bring those guys there and have a meet uh-huh. at the point and you know there's the the wildlings no, don't I get have it. horses I get and... it they're good but they're outnumbered ten to one ah uh, no yeah, I think they're that's... outnumbered more like one, three to one okay okay well you're, uh, it depends on how many guys they have we have no fucking clue. no no again but uh, I, I'm they just... might have ninety guys and that was everything <laughs> I'm just knows? saying that uh, hundred thousand wildlings against two hundred nights watch uh-huh. bad news hundred thousand wildlings versus thirty thousand you know. Yeah, you know, twenty thousand footmen. Yeah, and 10, I can. I can maybe knights, see that. Yeah, then it's it's a whole other thing. So, especially I guess my question was, especially since up- Stannis could really just, you know, he's got the wall to fall back on. I mean, what the, he can full now, you could he could fully garrison every fucking uh, castle. I mean, they could make that wall impregnable. Yeah, yeah, they can. Uh, that's that's a really good point. I didn't even think of that. Uh, I was I was just. Wondering what he was doing up there, but I guess if that was his whole intention in the first place, yeah, I just don't see why he doesn't go to King's Landing and fuck shit up there. But you know, if his if his honor outweighs his right to the throne, I guess, or his perceived right to the throne. Plus, King, I mean, King's Landing has sure. been. I mean, it's yes, and I, I, I think that's why there's a lot of affection amongst book readers for Stannis is because he, yeah. he uh, uh, talks the talk, but he also walks the walk, unlike all okay. the other lords and, and ladies of Westeros. That makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, one of the other things that I you should probably guess that I was not keen on was this stupid tree. Uh, <laughs> going up to the tree was fucking awesome. Like, okay. Skeletons popping out of the ground, Army of Darkness style, and yeah, attacking Jason people. Yeah, Argonauts. It was perfect. I loved it. Uh, in another mobile Hodor suit Gundam uh-huh. <laughs> yep. brand battle. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. Oh, grabbing the skeleton by its eye sockets. To, to bring but what up. does that do to a skeleton? I'm just saying it's a it's a convenient handhold. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Grab them right by their skull sockets. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, Using so, leverage on you, bitch. Off my back. But then once they got into the tree, it's like, okay, so the skeletons can't go in there. Why? Because the power of the tree makes their power useless. And uh-huh. uh, why does it make their power u- Well, don't worry too much about that. Just know that it's true. Ugh, okay. Well, I have no way to speculate on anything that's going to happen there because fucking fire of rain could come out of the sky and melt all of the north. I have no idea. I just, at this I, point. I'm just grinning that the man <laughs> who had no problems with skeletons shooting out of the ground Hell like yeah. Apollo rockets uh, is saying, how, how can these things vaporize on entering a magic cave? It makes no sense. <laughs> all right. Skeletons are really fucking cool. How about that? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's it, the dude sitting on the tree stump thing looked kind of like the last knight from the crusade. Okay, that's presiding over the false grails. I mean, uh-huh. I little um, little dis. I, I will talk about that in the main cast. I was a little little disappointed in that, but 
Uh, I am excited to see brand storyline kind of uh, come to fruition and see what it, what they do with that next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, going back real quick, no to, more Lord of the Rings style trekking through endless snow and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're at the destination now. What? So yeah, what is that going to do for them? They got here. How does it help them? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other things, going back to the wall real quick, that I was excited to see is when Stannis showed up. It shows Jon Snow looking at Melisandre, mm-hmm. and I really hope he kills her. Okay. I really, really want Jon Snow to be the one to put her down. All right. Mildly interesting. <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm killing the the Red Queen, whatever her name is. Uh, okay. How about Danny? Uh, what did you think of Danny? I thought it was uh, maybe maybe a little bit of justice for her, like seeing that she's been neglecting her dragons. They've taken out a child. She didn't even think about the population of this place outside of, I'm just going to free these people and let them do whatever the fuck they're going to do after I free them and totally fuck up their lives. No, it was, that whole sequence was basically a Brynn versus the Hound kick to the crevice <laughs> sequence for her. It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, you freed the slaves? Well, what about the old dudes that, uh, you know, are getting... Just there getting are, shafted. There are more logistics to it than just going in and saying no one can be a slave anymore. That's right. That's it's, not the end of it. Once you're done crowd surfing, you actually have to figure <laughs> out how to do things. And oh, by the way, your dragons that are out of control yeah. are not now it's not just costing you gold that we can make funny jokes about the goat scam, the great goat scam of Marinese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's it's real. There's blood on hands. And I thought it was about as moving a scene involving a bunch of CGI creatures can be when she went and chained them up and then left them there. That Well, that part didn't... I don't see why they made that so dramatic. It's like, do you leave your dog at home when you go to do something? But these are not just her... I mean, these, I do believe, uh, if I can steal tackle exactly Thunder a little bit... It's exactly the same thing, but okay, whatever. This, These are her... Ch- I mean, okay. Imagine a cat lady... With the three cats at home, mm-hmm. and how attached she is to these. And she's got to go to the grocery store. What does she do with the cats? No, I'm saying, then imagine <laughs> that these cats were magically born of a funeral pyre of her dead husband and unborn child, and these are the last things that she's got. And also her hopes for, I don't know, conquering whatever the hell she's wanting to conquer, this cat lady. I mean, Danny's a cat lady times 1,000. She's I guess a dragon I, lady. Yeah, I guess I don't view it that way. I just view them as pets and... Well, That's you're doing, you're you're wrong. <laughs> you're objectively wrong. These are her children. She said it as much. She's mother of dragons, for God's sake. Yeah, plus mother of dragons. Plus, if mean? you just purely look at it with your cold, half-existent heart, uh, this is also her hope to one day reclaim her birthright, which is the throne of uh, the Iron Throne of Westeros. It doesn't seem like she's treating them that way, though. It but seems like what the else unsullied. It seems like the unsullied and these slaves, these ex-slaves, are all. Her new hope. Mm. She's been completely ignoring her dragons for an entire season. I don't. I don't think she's ignored them. I just don't. Th- I think they've just gotten out of her control. And she's ignored them. Have we seen them? I mean, the only time we've seen them is to burn a goat and get chained up. It's like but we haven't seen Danny a lot this season. I mean, she, we ba- she basically sacked the city. She didn't even know where they were. Well, like, she doesn't know where one of them was. Where's Where's my dragon? She lost. Oh she, God, I forgot. I have a dragon. Oh shit. She lost track of the big black one. Sure. I, I don't know. They're just not portraying it as these are her children that she 
Like, you don't let your child go wander the countryside. But you sh- kind of keep a leash on it. Uh, what if your children are, like, vicious teenage dragons, man? These are not three-year-olds you can just put leashes on I anymore. I get it, but you've got to do something, and she wasn't apparently doing anything. She didn't even know where they were. <laughs> well, that is that is definitely a, a conundrum that they are setting up as a conflict for next season. What She okay. knows she... Uh, has been basically relying on the fact that they they themselves view her as their mother, but that's not enough. And now that they're getting bigger and powerful, she has to actually know what the fuck to do with this, and no one does. It's been no one sure. in living memory knows anything about dragons. Yeah, and no, apparently they have some unique care needs. You know, they're lactose intolerant. <laughs> you got to feed them gluten free. You got gluten free uh, bread on fire. It's crazy. Um, tree nut allergies just a lot that you need to know jim a lot that uh, you need to know yeah i i mean she needs a manual uh what uh what else we need to talk about oh uh, what what I else there was some other minor event that happened yeah i mean near the, the end, end near the end there's exactly what i called i mean i totally fucking called that jamie was going to team up with uh varus and they were going to get Tyrion out of there i thought it would happen well before trial by combat but well done it did happen how, what did you think about that sequence? What did you think about Jamie freeing him? What did you think about I, his decision to go settle some scores with Tywin? The discovery in the bed? The way he handled that? Uh, I don't want to get into full cast territory, but I'm just curious. I, I know. There's a lot of this stuff that I want to bring up in full cast. Uh, a couple of things that I will talk about. First of all, that shot where Tyrion is killing Shay, and then after he kills her, and it pans over to her. That's absolutely a, just a stunning work of Phenomenal. cinematography. Yes. Unbelievable. Uh, and you can't pull it off without the work of Peter Dinklage. So congratulations once again to Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Just ruling, ruling the scenes. Yes. Uh, like his father rules King's Landing. His privy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the other thing I want to talk about is Jamie rescuing Tyrion. I think the impetus for that is Cersei. I think Cersei coming back to him, uh, oh, yeah, that's, getting that was... busy in the the king's guard chamber, whatever that is. Interesting, interesting scene that uh, you know. It seems like there's a lot of interest on from the Facebook thread on how that recontextualizes the previous scenes. Sure, my response is it doesn't. It just highlights more how much they fucked it up. But you know, I'm willing. <laughs> I'm willing to roll with the you know retcon of Jamie. I think mm-hmm. that's the way to go forward here, but sure. I mean, it's clear that once she decided that she wanted him again, he wanted her. And there again, this and it's I'm really conflicted as a book reader because that didn't happen that way in the book either. Oh, okay. So shit. Yeah, I, I mean, I I thought it was an effective way to get him. Like Cersei defies her father and tells Jamie that, and then Jamie decides to do the same thing. Like, okay. well, if she can do it, I can do it, and I'm going to help Tyrion out of this situation. Tywin being dead does seem to blow next season wide open. It does. It does. I mean, Cersei I... is now going to be uh, with her son. She's still queen mm-hmm. regent. In fact, she's, she's queen not regent. She's queen regent without Tywin and Tyrion to govern her. That's true. All she's got is Jamie, who has not been very effective at convincing her to do what he wants. And it's an open question how good a leader he is anyway. Sure. Sure, he's a good swordsman, or was a good swordsman. Uh, it's also an open question, who's going to be the hand of the king now? Very, very I open think question. it could be, Jamie, do you need two hands to be the hand of the king? <laughs> you just need a can, one. You just do it with one, okay. 
You just need one. There's not two hands on that emblem. It's just the one. <laughs> I don't know who else would do it at this point. So, yeah. So there, um, a lot of consternation amongst book readers because again, I feel like there's a lot of being just the unsettled feeling that oh shit, we don't necessarily know everything that's going on. That things are different from the books. There are some iconic scenes here that were very different. Hmm. And all I can say is, you know, take a deep breath. Um, ask yourself whether the gaps that we saw in the material tonight cannot be filled next season with some monologues by, uh, you know, uh, Kit Harrington and Hodor and Hodor <laughs> and uh, you know, twenty Hodors can, can sure. say a thousand words. Well, actions speak louder. And so. Peter Dinklage and and you know, I have gotten pissed off at the double D's enough to know that I usually look foolish at the end of it. <laughs> and they're doing something that I thought was, I mean, blending in this feast and dances of dragons material into the storm of swords book. Um, it just, and is jam packing the season with so many awesome moments. Uh, it's, it's hard to argue with that. Um, I feel like next season we can worry about next season, next season, you know, whether maybe the winds of winter, dear God, should be out by then, and we can <laughs> we can kind of leapfrog and see where things are going. But I I feel like they've earned my trust. And if something didn't get mentioned that I thought was important, maybe it's not that important. Hmm. Or okay. they'll have some clever way to reintroduce it next season, and it you know so so I I guess there's nothing they can do if like you're you know you wanted. Uh, you know Tyrion and Shay to work out this one particular way, or you wanted Tyrion versus Jaime, or Tyrion and Jaime's parting to be this one way. There's nothing they can do to obviously go back yeah. and make that happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, I'm betting, I'm betting on the double D's that they can keep the ship headed in the right direction. Hmm. Okay. But you know, we'll have a spoiler section tomorrow or uh, Tuesday that we can talk all about uh, our book reader concerns and our book reader disappointments. And we'll have a uh, don't forget we'll have a season wrap up next week where we'll talk about a lot of differences between the books and the show, and have another spoiler section where we can talk about uh, you know our fears and hopes for next season too. Have I left anything out, Jim? Just the very end when Arya goes mm. to Bravos. Uh, she cashes in her one big favor. Yep. For a cabin on a boat. Yep. Seems like she could have maybe gotten a little more out of that, <laughs> but but whatever. So, for some reason, she wants to go to Bravos. I feel like that's a pretty safe place for her. So I'm glad to see her go. Sure. Um, where? Why do you think she's going to Bravos? Because that's where the boat said it was going. Sure. Sure. And she got on that boat. <laughs> okay, so I assume they're not lying to her. Yeah, face no, I, but I'm, 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 I'll have to do some some reading and stuff to see because as as there'll be some stuff we talk about in the full cast. I just didn't want to accidentally spoil anything. I'm pretty sure they've established something that I want to talk about, but it was back in season two. Oh, and I've read a lot of books since then and watched a lot of television. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I can't rely on you to remember something from second Hell season. No. So. Okay. Anyway, uh, anything else we need to talk about? No, I think that's it. Well, if you'd like to get in on the feedback, which I'm sure is going to be massive, and we'll have uh, two weeks to plow through it, uh, do so at Game of Thrones at BaldMove.com. Uh, you can get in our our show watches if you want to put in your two cents there. Please, no book spoilers on the public threads on Facebook.com/slash BaldMove, and uh, you can talk to Jim 
if you're a non-book reader, at uh, on Twitter, at Bald Move. Yeah. And we will be back in two days, uh, Tuesday, early evening, to with the full cast. Okay. And until then, <laughs> I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. See you then. Watch it all come around as I lay on the ground. Joffrey, Cersei, Dylan, Payne, the Hound. They all think I'm lost, but I know where I'm found. I'm the blood and the north when it all